Hello and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt. My name is a bot. And I'm a bot too? No. No, I don't think so. I think we're both real Matts. No, I, no, when, if, 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 you, if you prick me, I bleed. Okay, well, good for you. Uh, and and not, not that kind of like milky white bleed like you'd get from that uh, android from Aliens. Uh, no Fish comment. Up. No comment. So we're back together, Matt. Hey, Matt, it's good to see you. Good to talk it to you again. It is. I know. This is fun. Good uh, in, the, in quotations, by the way. Well, I think that's all our listeners know <laughs> that's implied at that point. Uh, we're going to talk about some stuff that, uh, as usual, I have no idea about. Uh, and it's even worse now because I live in California, obviously. So Right. So it's it, it's very much on brand for us that we yep. have some things to talk about. And um, I have some... A very, a very cursory knowledge. By cursory knowledge, I mean I've read the headline. So we're going to so, stumble through this and see yeah. where we end up. So in in essence, just like season one and season two, exactly like season one and season two, except for today, since there's no legislative session, we're going to talk about DOE stuff. Ah, uh, my favorite. Yeah, because you know, the legislature's not doing anything. They've, yeah, you know, they're, well, they're doing a whole election thing. Yeah, there's an election <laughs> happening at at some point. I'm not sure. I, I, I think like voting is like recommended, right? Isn't that yeah. how it works? Yeah, I think it's suggested. 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 No. Well, like, we have the. You know, we have, if you're not too busy, we have the drop boxes out here that the uh, one particular party put out uh, that were you know illegal, and uh, you know we we are assuming that they go into the box and then they go directly into the ocean. So, so. Oh. What's what we're thinking? Because they're environmentalists. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, get some uh, pulp into the ocean. Mm. So anyway, I, those are still up there, but hopefully, well, you know, technically, uh, nobody every, everything is natural. Technically, it's true. We're all made of elements, uh, except you know some of us are more robotic elements, apparently. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, what are we going to talk about first today, Matt? All right, so. As we're all aware, we're in the middle of some of this pandemic. We're all aware that we have this hybrid and remote and distance learning situation. So the first thing we're talking about is the Maine Integrated Youth Health Survey. This is a thing that uh, happens every year or so, a couple of years, and um, it's been happening in, since February, uh, odd numbered years since 2009. And it was supposed to be done this February in 2021. Now, according to a, uh, a post sent out to superintendents and principals, quote, uh, given the extraordinary circumstances due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the House will be postponed to fall 2021 with a significant portion of students learning remotely in some capacity, high quality data collection is not feasible for the 2021 academic year. Postponing the survey will reduce the burden on schools and increase the chances of securing high quality data on students mental, physical, social, and emotional health, end quote. I think that makes perfect sense. I, yeah, I mean, when you hear the stories of people doing remote hybrid learning and one of the things that a lot of educators are still challenging with, challenged with is continuous, consistent engagement with those kids. Mm -hmm. And so if you're having trouble having them do it on something, let's say that is that they might have some level of buy-in on, like it might be a grade related to it, might be a class related, it might even be a topic that they're related, that they're interested in. Well, this whole long thing that they're really that doesn't affect them, doesn't impact them at all. 
why would they do bother doing that? Yeah, yeah, in your own That's house. That's why we bring them so. in and we sit them in desks in front of us and we make them do it. Like good educators do. That's right. And actually, we're gonna we're gonna put a bow on that on this idea at the very end of the podcast. We're gonna we're gonna bring it all around. Nice. You wait and see, folks. That's what we call a tease. It's almost like we did planning ahead of time. Uh, no, that is not on brand. That, that is not on brand for us. Most definitely so, not. So directly related to the me house stuff, since that's being postponed. So yay, don't have to do that this year. Um, a lot since that's all focused on things like social, emotional, mental health learning. It's important to know too that the DOE has also uh, launched a social emotional learning curriculum. Uh, it's called Social Emotional Learning with Intention, or SEL for, May, for me, for Maine. And it is a pre-K through 12th grade social learning uh, curriculum. I'm going to read from their um, press release. Quote, SEL for me has been constructed by professionals with 50 plus years of experience in education, student parent engagement and staff, administrative professional development. Lessons are aligned with industry established best practices are leveraged through an equity lens that include over 450 models that cover pre-K through 12 scaffolded by grade. So this is a big deal. Yeah, this is cool. And I know there's been a lot of discussion. A lot of districts have been looking at things like Second Step and a lot of other different SEL curriculum uh, along the way. A lot of places are wondering, what do we do about this? And especially when we started to go, when we went out in the pandemic, people were all focused on that and still are. It's nice that, this, that the DOE and that the state um, recognized this need. And, and not only was working, I know they were working on it beforehand, but they kind of, I think they ramped up speed mm -hmm. to get this done and out in this timely fashion to be able to be used during a time when it may be needed more than ever. Yeah. Yeah. From what I remember, I think the timeline has been pushed up by at least six months or so, uh, but good. It's yeah. have, have you looked at any of it? I, I know this, I know this is new. It, it's relatively new. So it is. I haven't looked at it yet, but I do know that there are districts who are considering looking at it and, and building it into their overall nice. um, SEL practices. That sounds great. Which if you take the SEL for me uh, stuff and you put that parallel alongside of the Moose platform, which is the academic side that has been being built and is continuing to be built, those online project-based modules that are available for any kid, any teacher, any student, any parent, family to use, you really have a statewide, statewide free resources on both the academic side and the SEL side. And this is all stuff, that, the stuff that's been released and being done since June. Yeah, I was going to say, right? not that long, even though that seems like it's 20 years ago. Uh, yeah, it's not that long. So you, you, you worked and taught and administrated in, in Maine for a while. I did. Can you think of a time when the Maine DOE or anyone put out that kind of resource, that, uh, that, that breadth and depth of resource in such a short period of time? Because I can't, um, going back to 2005, when I, when I moved here, 2004 when I moved here. I'm not sure if I can remember that stuff even in a long period of time. Yeah. Let alone the four months that it's been since that stuff started coming out. Uh, so It's extremely impressive by the DOE and main educators. I, I concur, I agree. Everyone kind of has rallied around and we've said this for a while now in this pod. Um, Kudos to Maine DOE, you've really stepped up big time mm -hmm. uh, to support Maine educators and the Maine uh, communities uh, while things have just gone 
upside down, backwards and inside out. Mm -hmm. 100%. So um, take a little bit of a change. Since we're talking about it, we're talking about SDL, let's talk about another thing that's really important to my social emotional benefit, computer science. Okay. Uh, so there was, there's been some updates uh, from the main DOE newsroom on computer science to keep people connected and thinking about computer science. This is a, a slightly building and burgeoning content area in the state and a lot of districts are bringing it more into the fold um, as is, I believe, per nece is necessary. It should be a foundational component of learning. Um, so as it says, uh, quote, resilient um, even amidst the pandemic, the computer science education community is continuing to grow and expand computer science opportunities throughout Maine. Many partners like Maine Computer Science Teachers Association, I should probably fully admit to tell that I am a uh, rep regional representative of Maine CSTA, uh, Maine Department of Education, uh, Maine Math and Science, Educate Maine and others, are working together to make sure that computer science education is available to Maine students throughout the state. One of the neat things that they're doing here is, you know, they have, you've heard these family code nights or family mm -hmm. things like that. Well, you can't do it in person anymore, mm -hmm. really, for this. So they're making it virtual. Nice. So they're, they're uh, check with your local schools or districts. And if you're interested in learning how to do it, um, there's a whole mmsa.org slash family code night is a place you can go to find out information of how to create, build one. They're doing these things through November 2nd through December 9th. This is fantastic. Yep, and there's a, there's a bunch of other things happening. Um, there's a, a weekly virtual series for college students uh, that's produced by Project Login and Maine's, uh, UMaine School of Computing and Information Sciences called CS Connected. There's a CS Educator Happy Hour. Of course, it's not in person, it's virtual, so you can get onto Zoom and Hang out with other computer science teachers, educators, administrators, people interested in it, uh, just to, to talk about how you do stuff, why you do stuff, what are you doing, and get tips and skills and, and make those connections. Nice. And there will also be on November 12th at 4.30, a one-hour workshop for middle school teachers on, on JavaScript and intro to programming with Carol the dog. Obviously, right? <laughs> I, I know everyone right now is saying, yeah, well, duh, who else would it be? Yeah, well, that's a good point. I am way out here in California, so I, I'm not as aware of Carol the dog. <laughs> so if you want to sign up for anything, want to know about, more about Code HS, uh, I would uh, connect with uh, Maine CSTA on Twitter or their president, Sean Wasson, and uh, he's on Twitter as well. So a lot of things still happening in, in computer science and I would still push districts to make sure that they're thinking about integrating and bringing it into their districts and schools uh, more so because it is a great bridge to integrate um, all different kinds of content areas. All right, 100% agree. It's a lot of good real world stuff that you can uh, combine things there. So uh, totally agree. And uh, just one more minor thing for today, I suppose, right? Yeah. A little one. Um, yeah. So, so when we were uh, talking about the me house, data, ah, here's where you bring it back. We're gonna we're gonna loop it in. See, we're talking about like why would they, why would that they want to do something that they that they that mean that means nothing to them, mm -hmm. like that has no impact on them directly. Well, I can think of a couple of things that have happened in the state of Maine, and I would argue probably nationally, uh, that also put our students through that same kind of, dare we say, uh, motions. Okay. 
Um, let me let me think here. Um, sure. This you must be talking about basketball season during February break. A lot of emotions there. There are a lot of emotions. Okay. Um, there are a lot of hot dogs that are eaten. Ooh. Oh yes. Popcorn. True. Um, probably some foul language from time to time. Yeah, but it, it's offset by the of uh, uh, total amounts of soda pop. Soda pop. Soda pop. So, 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 wow. Well, yeah, you got some moxie bringing that in. Um, <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, you know what? It's as a little aside here. It's sure. really difficult to find moxie out here. I don't like that because I love moxie. Moxie is like the best soda pop that there is. And I, <laughs> somebody's turning around on the screen here, listeners. Moxie is the best. And nobody is going to deny me that one. I need some Moxie shipped in from the great state of Maine. So you know how we, have, we talk about this me house data? <laughs> uh, yeah. We're back. Okay, we're back. Can I, it's just, if this is just you and me talking, Matt, mm -hmm. I got to be completely, you know, fully transparent. I've never actually tried Moxie. How is that humanly possible? Um, I, I, I didn't grow up here. I didn't grow up in Maine as, as people know I'm from away. And I also, um, choose to drink and eat things that are, what's the word enjoyable. If you don't have like the Moxie <laughs> cookbook, then you are missing out. You can do all kinds of stuff with Moxie other than drink it. I, I've just, I, I, I've seen it's, it's, it, it's very divisive. You know, it, where people are, there's, it's kind of like Coldplay. No one's in the middle on Coldplay. No one's like, no, I like some of Coldplay, and, eh, not so, but they're okay. People are like, no, I love Coldplay, or oh, Coldplay stinks. They're the worst. Same thing with Moxie. Okay, so before we get to whatever this next thing is that we're going to talk about is, I want you to come down on this one to see if people who don't like Moxie, who... I would argue you just don't know because you haven't I tried it uh, versus somebody who loves Moxie like me. Where do they come down on Coldplay? So you tell me first. So so I don't think there's not going to be, so I think this is how math works. I don't think that we're doing, we can do an effective correlation in between those who love Moxie and those who love Coldplay. I think, I think the way that math the stats works guy, though. on here on election day, there's a lot of one or the other. There's a lot of just both sides. There's no, no grays here anymore. Oh. Right. So that is how math works these days. So you're saying that if a person does love Moxie, for example, then it could be directly correlated to their love of Coldplay. Possibly. Or their hate of Coldplay. I right, haven't told you way. the right answer yet. Yeah. The right. So, I haven't told you the right answer yet. <laughs> I just said I'm going to assume that you that you love Coldplay. That is 100% true. Yeah. Yes. Ever since Yellow came out way back when. And I was working in music. I wasn't even in education then. That's all on Coldplay's been around. Yeah. I was living in Atlanta at the time. Nice. Remember that. Nice. Yep. Uh, yeah, I love Coldplay too. Yeah. Uh, so it's not related to Moxie? Well, I don't know. We just I've need... never actually... I have to... Now, now oh, that's I have right. To go and, now I have to actually go and, and drink a Moxie and see if I enjoy it as much as I enjoy Coldplay. You know what Moxie uh, goes well with? What? Spicy dill pickle chips. Challenge accepted. 
Done. <laughs> I'm going to find some moxie in Southern California later today. Yep. Uh, by the way, hey folks. So if you uh, if you're if you're looking, by the way, to to get us a little gift, make sure you send Matt a case of moxie. Yes, okay. guaranteed. Yeah, the what, chips. What, 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 I can find chips. I can right. find chips out here, and I have. It's not the same. Uh, what a uh, deep river. Can't find deep river. Nope. So what we'll do is uh, we'll on our Twitter handles and Facebook page, we'll get Matt's address and uh and phone yep. number we'll just put those right on there and you yep. can just ship all the moxie and really whatever else you want to um <laughs> yeah you know, directly to me yep. directly to him that'd be great so anywho before before we got down the moxie road um we used to do this stuff a lot every year like the main education assessment i've um, heard of that yeah used to you know sit them down and they have to take this test and on English and math stuffs, all the maths. And it used to, it has been a source of real tension in our state. Consternation. Ooh, there's your word of the day, folks. Mm -hmm. And another one good for going on for, uh, for election day. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, because you know the, the the assessment results were eventually tied into school report cards and tied into school accountability and PEPG and achievement results and the SAT was brought in to be tied to student achievement when it was never meant to be that kind of assessment and so so there's all been all these questions swirling around about assessment. Well, then COVID hit. It did. And COVID hit in March mm -hmm. of 2020. Wasn't it actually, didn't we go out of school the first day the MEA was supposed to be uh, assigned to kids? The first day uh, so or is it the week up, before? That was the when the window opened. It was one yeah. of the, it was, it was right yeah. then. And I shouldn't say that's when COVID hit. What I meant to say is that's when we went That's out. when school that's went when out. We went, yep. fully remote. We yep. went fully remote. And so what they did is they said, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do the MEA this year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could hear all the, uh, and, and there was much rejoicing yay, from across the landscape. Well, over the course of the summer and even fall, Maine DOE put in a waiver for the US DOE to say, hey, can we do this again? Can we postpone it again? And the uh, U.S. Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, in the Trump administration here, said, uh, no, you're still going to do assessment. Waiver's not going to count this year, so you still have to do it. Okay. So there has been an update, though, on how we're going to do assessment, though. What? There is a bit of a change, and I'm going to read to you this little uh, letter that came um, because it bears reading and talking about because this is going to have a... I believe a massive impact uh, across the state. Okay. Dear school and district leaders, quote, as Maine educators and school leaders continue to adapt to varying modes of instruction and meet student and community needs in the extraordinary context of COVID-19 pandemic, Maine DOE has heard loud and clear through ongoing consistent communication and request, the need to better understand the impact of student learning. We've also heard that it's important for schools to obtain, quote, real-time data in order to tailor instruction toward meeting students' needs and to address any learning gaps that may have occurred during the extended period of disruption to educational settings. And that's where I want to pause. Because it's the real-time. That's been one of the major things instructionally 
there's been a major issue with, with the way we've done the empower assessment. I'm not going to talk about smarter balanced because we canceled that while we were testing. Um, that, was, that was a fun year. That was a, that was a fun, it was, it was two years, wasn't it? We did a year of prep works. We didn't do anything right that one year. And then we, did the, then we started to do a smarter balance. We did all that prep work, smarter balance. And then in the middle of it said, no, we're done. Yep. Uh, so we've had three or four years of empower. We had smarter balance for one and a half or half of it. Then we had the kneecap before that. And we had the MEA before that. So we've had a lot of different things. Every single one of those assessments with the exception of the smarter balanced could not provide real-time results, mm -hmm. real-time data. And what, if you remember, what would be the, the turnaround time to get those data back? I believe that our best time that we had it back was by Thanksgiving one year. But, us but usually it was after the new year. Yes, so six months later. Yeah, at least. Half, half a year later. So in, 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 for instructional terms, how useful is that? I'm going to put that at, uh, let's see, do, doing the math here, that would be 0% useful. I agree. Mm -hmm. And so DOE heard all this stuff. And I remember uh, being in a meeting somewhere and a, and a member from the department said, well, be honest, you really shouldn't use this achievement, this these assessment data for measuring student achievement. It should just be used for our accountability purposes only. Mm -hmm. like, so then that's why we're doing it. The only reason why we're doing it is for accountability to, or for to make sure that we can meet the check boxes to get all the stuff from USDOE to get the funding. Mm -hmm. And that came down to the only reason. Mm -hmm. So when you get kids sitting in a room and trying to take a test for no reason, how well are they going to do? And these are the, some of the complaints I've heard from teachers for yep. years. Absolutely. Why would, why, would, why would they care about it? Why would they do it? We yeah. can't use the data. So it's pointless. Mm -hmm. So the DOE has heard this. I'm going to get back to the, the, the letter here. Okay. Well, we examined the possibility of utilizing emergency CRF funds to provide a statewide interim assessment system, utilizing formative data that could support schools and educators in identifying, defining, identifying, defining, and targeting instruction toward mitigating the impact of the pandemic disruption, but recognize that multiple administrations of such an assessment would extend beyond the legally allowable use for those emergency funds. Therefore, we'll have to apply our existing assessment budget to support this necessary effort. The funding source has been paying the cost of our federally required math and ELA accountability assessment provided through the vendor Cognia, annual summit of assessment that is administrated, administered in grades three through eight, the Empower and the third year of high school SAT. COVID-19 emergency caused us to seek and receive a waiver from spring 20 implementation of this summative assessment. And we believe that any end of year summative assessment in the spring of 2021 would provide incomplete information about the performance of our students given the impact of the ongoing pandemic. Therefore, we have decided- Hey, wait, 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 before you move on, before you move on. Okay. You had a therefore, were there any whereas's there? There is no whereas, there really should be. Mm, slightly disappointed. Yes, I agree. All right. Therefore, we have decided to not renew our contract with Cognia and we'll be reaching out to you and your teams for input as we design a state assessment system based on formative interim assessments that provide immediately actionable data. Stay tuned. So uh, that's big. That's huge. So when they say they're not renewing their contract, they mean right now. 
They've cut it. That we're done. It's done. And they are working with at least one other organization mm -hmm. um, that I don't know when, when or if contracts are going to be signed. I don't know if that, right. it might be rumors swirling around, but there's one particular um, assessment organization or company that is used in like 60% of main schools. Mm -hmm. And it, ha it starts, there's like four letters mm -hmm. that it has starting with it. Can you make one? Uh, I was trying to think of a good one here. Uh, let's see, FBI. No, nope, okay. that's, that's only three. I've seen some. I've seen some really funny uh, T-shirts with FBI. People say other things, you know, not 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 Federal Bureau investigations, but other things. I saw a lot of T-shirts on the corners down here in Oceanside last night with some other uh, four-letter things, but oh, I, I'm pretty sure that that's not what you're talking about. No. Um, I I guess my my question for you. Sure. Since this is the, really the first ish that I've heard of this is if there's, they're saying no test this year, period, or are they still looking to have one by the end of the year with a new vendor? They're still looking to have one by, because we still have to have one, but you know, the way for now, <laughs> for, for now. but the way that it was, that was being, it was going to be done was not really going to meet the needs of the pandemic and what I'm understanding it, and yep. it was not going to be able to do the other things that an assessment should be doing, especially if we're going to be using those data for school mm -hmm. report cards, for accountability purposes, for PEPG purposes. So I know they are looking at other uh, formative assessment type things and they, uh, you know, there are a lot, there are lots of options out there. Yep. Um, but so I think one of my first between, people can read between the lines here. I'm not willing, I'm not going to say right. the, 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 cause I don't, I, I don't know. Right. There's a lot of rumors, a lot of discussions happening, but nothing is solid yet, as far as I know. I remember when they switched to this new service, what, three, four, five years ago, whenever it was with Cognia, mm -hmm. and they put out the uh, the requirements for this and the process for this was was long. It was like it was like a year long from when they put out the RFP to narrowing it down to a few to seeing what some of this was and it took like a year year and a half i from okay. what i remember but as we talked about earlier in this episode the speed that the doe is working to make things right and right. correct and useful for kids is overwhelming and amazing it is. so i wouldn't put it past them as we record here november 3rd to have something by february or march for maybe oh, like like an April assessment or so. I actually think we'll have it sooner than that. You think so? Okay. I think that, we'll have it sooner than that be because great. if they're because if they're gonna do a formative, they're probably gonna want to do two administrations and probably like a winter and a spring to see that kind of growth happen. Interesting. That would be amazing and a huge change for main kids. It would be a huge. And let's 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 think about one other component of this. The Cogni, as it says, the annual summative assessment that is administered in grade three through eight in Power, Maine, and third year of high school SAT. So the SAT is no longer going to be our state mm -hmm. assessment for this year. Yeah, that's a good thing. That is a huge ripple effect. Yep. I think that's great. I think that's great. Oh, I don't think I, the college board is going to be very happy about this, but they're they're not going to be happy about it. Uh, I know there will be some districts and some places that and account on it. 
I know that there are some districts and we have a lot of parents who believe that the SAT is the end all be all in order to get their kids into college. Mm -hmm. But if the pandemic has showed us anything, mm -hmm. it has, or which has shown us a lot of things, but one of the things it showed us in particular, or me in particular, is that universities don't need the SAT to admit students. Yeah. And I think they are finally figuring that out from they've, that point of view too. Yeah. So. It's fi they've, they've finally figured it out and most schools are becoming SAT agnostic. Yep. And whatever, if you do it, great, don't, great. We're gonna yeah. look at other things that are more important, like your character, like the classes that you take, how you do in those classes that you take, mm -hmm. your community service, your extracurriculars. Yeah. Um, so this is gonna have massive impact. Mm -hmm. And I was, um, I will say back, even back when this was, when the SAT was coming into play in the state of Maine, I was still relatively new in this state um, and I was very much opposed to it. I've been opposed to it for over a decade now. Mm -hmm. I am so glad to hear that it's not going to be used for measuring student achievement. It was never meant to be that kind of assessment. No, they've no. tried to, they've tried to fit that square peg into that round hole mm -hmm. and they've tried shaving things down and, and you know, put the, the peg and shape and shape, reshaping the hole, but it still never fit. I think the best thing that it was for kids, uh, was that it was a free test for the ones who yeah. wanted to take one. And the ones, so they took it seriously or seriously enough. And the kids who weren't going to be using it for anything just kind of blew it off for the most part because mm -hmm. it didn't mean anything to them as we just spoke about with everything. If it's, if it doesn't mean anything to them, you're not going to really want to do things. Exactly. And if so that, if that was our like number one, like positive for the SAT, that's really low on the it's list. A low yeah, that's a very low bar. Well, we've had yeah. four years of low bars, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had we've had a few, um, uh, and 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 well, depending on which state you live in, too, maybe a few before that as well. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> but I would say this is also going to cause a major uh, paradigm mindset shift in our educators, mm -hmm. because. Generally speaking, we've looked at the MEA as being this assessment that has been just not, no major impact on student achievement, but now we're ideally going to be able to use it to directly impact instruction, which is exactly why we should be doing assessment. Mm -hmm. It's the only reason we should be doing assessment, to impact instruction and to impact student learning. Immediately. That's the Immediately. best part. We'll have, from what you're saying, they're looking to get like scores and results back immediately so we can do something with them. Like a snap from Thanos. Hopefully it doesn't end the same way, but. <laughs> well, you know, there's, 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 there's silver lining in every cloud. That's, that's true. That's true. Well, that's, this, this is really if good news and that, big news. If it weren't for that snap, we never would have uh, un unveiled how to do uh, time travel. Uh, or they could have just watched Star Trek on the televisions. Come on. Yeah. It was right there the whole time, you guys. It was it was right there. Come on. And and by the way, I disagree with their theory in that movie. Back to the Future is is has some truth in terms of how to do of how uh, uh, time travel works. Truth. So Back to the Future documentary is what you're saying. It's more it's more documentary. Yes, I think that okay. the that the Avengers side is more fictionalized. Yep. Uh, than than the Marty McFly, Doc Brown documentary documentary series they even explored you know what it would look like in the old west i think we're 
rapidly approaching our end here. So we are. So a uh, few things, me house done for this year, SCL curriculum, yay. Computer mm -hmm. science, keep going and assessment. Wow. Holy moly. That's, yeah, that's a lot of good stuff today. Uh, that's, and I'm glad I could uh, meet you on this one. Yeah, I'm glad you could too. Yeah, this was, this was super fun. Uh, and uh, again, uh, I, I may be a bot. I may not be. We'll, we'll have to find out. Time will tell. Time will tell, most definitely. And depending on when this gets, uh, gets posted up there, uh, go vote. Definitely go vote. It on like November 4th or November 5th, go vote. Or knowing our editors, December 10th. December 10th. Yeah, that'll be it'll it'll be it'll be nice and snowy up where we are, nice and nice nice and cold hmm. for it's definitely two sock weather, two sock weather, excellent as opposed to no sock weather. Yes, down, but I don't, I, I don't mean two socks. I mean like you normally wear two socks, but I mean two socks on one foot. Two socks so, per so four socks, <laughs> four sock weather is really what I'm saying. That makes sense to me. Not well, four on one foot. Not, I'm going down a wrong rabbit hole here. Yep. It, well, let's put it this way. Uh, Main Education Matters supports if you want to put four socks on one foot and none on the other that, you know, math wise, you've got two on each. So you're two fine. Two on, each. on average, you're yep. two on each. Uh, you know, and if you and if you walk outside and that kind of thing, man, you got some moxie. <laughs> and with that, we'll talk to you all soon. Bye.